0: Hello and welcome to Attach Pass. My name is Ben and this is Beth.
1: Hi, Ben. How are we doing? Not too bad. How are you this week?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Um, before we kick down into a rundown of what we're going to be talking about, mm-hmm. or sorry, should I say kick over into a rundown of what we're going to talk about, I just wanted to first off say a massive, massive thank you to everybody who has watched the first episode. We really appreciate it, both of us. Yes, very much so. We've been slowly seeing those numbers creep up, which was really, really quite cool to see um and breaking once we broke that 100 view mark i was like i'm happy it's done yeah. what it needs to do
1: it was nice to see that
0: so that was really cool um second thing is we've taken a load of feedback that you guys have given us um from everybody from uh our local scene and at sanctuary gaming center mm-hmm. um and also there's been a couple of uh dms and things like that on twitter and that sort of stuff to basically just say look this is really really cool mm-hmm. it's really good Maybe do these little bits to help improve it. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I'll, I'll do those bits. We'll, we'll go through that and we'll help improve it. So hopefully throughout this episode, you might be able to see some of those improvements um, if you are watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, which it is on Spotify Whoa. and Apple Podcasts. Oh,
1: you've got out there. I did it,
0: I did it. Um, <laughs> if if you are listening on a non-visual sort of thing, head on over to the YouTube channel, um, youtube.com forward slash Dyson and Ducks, and you'll be able to see all the Attach Pass stuff. If it becomes big enough, we'll just move it onto its own channel um but for now there was no point really doing that at this point in time um but yes so we're hopefully going to see some things come out of this episode that you guys have sort of gone hey i said to do that uh, most of these things we'd already thought about yes definitely. it was just a case of trying to make sure that we had the time and the space to be able to do that sort of thing um so yeah basically huge thank you to everybody from both me and beth um and uh yeah from there you're gonna kick us off with our first sort of improvement What are we talking about today, Beth?
1: So, today we're going to cover the Knoxville and Melbourne regionals that happened this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have a quick rundown of the MESA, the Top 8, and our opinions on the two events. Um, Obviously, Melbourne was not streamed, so we did not get to see any action from that event, sadly. Mm. Um, Which, (laughs) it would have been nice to see some of that, uh, considering there were some interesting games, what I saw, coming out from... RK9 when I was looking on there yep. and looking on Pokestats to see uh, what decks people were playing. Yep. Would have been lovely to see Brett Tomlinson win the event.
0: Yeah, rather than come second yes. like in Liverpool. <laughs> Sorry, um. dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we're going to move on to the cup that we both attended on the weekend, Ugh. which
0: Yep. We'll
1: not we'll, we'll not we'll leave that to a bit later. We'll talk about the good stuff first. And then, finally, we'll run over Dortmund and what we think could come out this weekend and what we think could happen.
0: Yeah, so full disclosure, we're recording this on Monday. Yes, we are. Um, It's probably going to be released... Wednesday did we say? Yes, Wednesday. Yeah. So that that gives me a day to edit it basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um so we are literally hot off the press, so to speak, when we're taking talking about these things, you know. Um and I'm sure other podcasts and things like that are doing the same thing right now. Yes, definitely. Um or in a couple of hours or already Mm. have done it. One of those three uh things. So um yeah, we're recording this on the Monday. Some things might develop over the week. Oh yes. Um you never know, by Wednesday the Dortmund meta might be like completely reforged oh yeah um but we're just going off what we sort of know yeah I think forward.
1: I think Dortmund meta has definitely going to have changed up considering uh, the some of the surprises that we saw this weekend
0: yeah well should we start with that we're going to talk about Melbourne first right? yes
1: we're going to start with Melbourne Go and ahead. as I've already mentioned Brett Tarlison took the event and it was great to see him actually win one instead of coming second obviously back-to-back regionals is very tough to do especially when you're traveling internationally as well yeah. He played in Liverpool, which is in the UK, and went all the way back to his home country in Australia and took down Melbourne. Great to see two finals in a row. And uh, according to him, it now puts him number one globally with 985 championship points.
0: 985? <laughs> you don't need that many. He needs, what, 500 from Australia? Less than that, 250. Four, two? What? Oh. Because they don't
1: have an IC. So they, oh, of they,
0: course.
1: They don't have an IC, so they knock down their requirements. Um, And according to him, he's done that with... Three cup finishers. That's cool. Two first places and an eighth.
0: And then maxed out challenges. Maxed we, out challenges. I remember us being in the car, actually, on the way to this cup. Mm-hmm. We had a two-hour drive. Uh, we'll not, again, we'll <laughs> talk about that in a bit. Um, but we were talking about this, and you were sat there mathing it out as yes. we were driving. And you were like... He's maxed out challenges and only done three cup finishes. What is this nonsense?
1: Yeah, I was there thinking, how has he got to this many uh, this many championship points when he tweeted it out? And I was there like, okay, so he's, he's got his six best finishes, calculated how many points that was. And at the end, it came back that there was 90-point difference. Yeah. Uh, including his first first, and eight, first first and eighth that he spoke about. That's kind of crazy. And the fact that he's got to nearly a 1,000 points for the season, he's still got two ICs he can attend. Yep. He can... Increase his regional finishes and still be first overall by the end of the year. That's crazy. He has to be going for world's win this year.
0: He's got to be. He's got to be.
1: And I think if he keeps playing the way he is, he could well and truly at least top four worlds.
0: Unless Giratina bricks. Like, yes. <laughs> like, so Brett played Giratina in Liverpool. He's he, played Giratina pretty much.
1: Uh, no, he's been between Giratina and Gardy. And Guardi, yeah. They have yeah. been his two decks this season with what his points are. Um, he's played Giratina for the past two weekends, um, done really well obviously, mm-hmm. um, but I, uh, rotation could harm him. We've yep. got to wait and see what happens there, but he's done incredible from July to now to say he's on nearly 1,000 CP. Yeah, that's kind of crazy.
0: That's um, crazy. And I'm sat here on like 30.
1: <laughs> I'm sat here on 52, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, Well, hopefully I'll improve that in Utrecht, um, but we'll get to that point. Later. When we next week probably when yes. we talk about Utrecht. Um so Melbourne, are you how many players were in day two? Somewhat like Day
1: two was like fifty seven players. Yeah, it's not a lot, is it? It's not, but they only had five hundred and thirty one masters.
0: Okay, that's yeah, okay. So it's kind of a small regional. I say small. Five hundred and thirty one is still like a hell of a number, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But compared to like the fifteen hundred we saw at Liverpool and the two and a half thousand we saw at Charlotte. Yes. Kind of crazy.
1: To say that it's gone from two of the biggest regionals. In the world to ever happen yep. to a 531 player event in Australia which from what I know is a quite big regional for Australia. Australia are known for small regionals. They yep. don't have the size and grandeur that you see in America. Mm-hmm. Um, even the double sized ones what you see in Europe. Um, so it's still an amazing number and Um, Australia obviously get the players that come from Japan and the Asian countries that come over because typically they do the OCIC. This year we sadly haven't got an OCIC. So a lot of them came for Melbourne by the looks of it, considering our second place finisher is from Japan.
0: Ah, that's awesome. So I've got, um, hopefully you'll see it on screen if you're watching. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. I've got a breakdown of the day two statistics here. Um, I don't know whether you've pulled that up on your side as well. Yes, I've got
1: those up on my side as well.
0: We see the Cloth cloth Electrode had representation in day two. Somehow. One deck. One deck. But it's still one more than I expected.
1: Yes.
0: Um, and then we had Snorlax, Stoll, Inteleon, Ishfu, Arceus, mm-hmm. Lugia also only represented once. Yes. Um, the Arceus is interesting. Coming off the back of Liverpool's performance with the Rayquaza VMAX that yes. we saw a couple of people run. Um, I think people are still finding their feet with that deck
1: I think they are but it's uh, it's nice to see that Arceus is making a bit of a resurgence again <laughs> uh, considering that we've it's gone a long time without being near the top tables yep. um, obviously there's a few people who represent in the UK and further afield that get top 32s regularly but it's uh it's not been seen any higher for a, quite a while, yep. and it's nice to see some resurgence again back into the top 32. Uh, I've just pulled up that list. It's the Regigigas list, what uh, came out of Charlotte. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, but they've added a Leafion. in.
0: Yeah, so the Leafeon is interesting, right? It's a bit of tech for the Zard. A, um, yeah. a bit of tech, And a bit of for the moon, I mm-hmm. guess, because it just it just one-shots the moon. Oh, it does. Um, which is kind of nice. That should be that Leafion should be appearing on screen. Oh, Oh, I'm just making so much work for myself right now. <laughs> right. Future Ben. Godspeed, my dude. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to edit in a voiceover of me going, Fu- past Ben sucks. <laughs> or something like that here, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we that that was the Regigigas list. Yes. Interesting. Uh, and we see a couple of Goldengos making day two, which is kind of nice. Um, yes. I love the cheese string. I really do. Uh, when Paradox Rift. Um, Paradox Rift? Obsidian? No. When did it come out? It came out in Paradox,
1: Paradox Rift with Goldengo. Was, was it Paradox Rift? Paradox Rift with oh, Goldengo.
0: That set feels like so long ago.
1: I mean, it was long ago. We got that back in November. It is is now Feb- so it's now long. February.
0: It's weird, right? Like I beg for them to slow down with the releases. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, come on, release something soon. <laughs> and we've got Temporal Forces coming soon.
1: We've got Temporal Forces next month.
0: Um, and we just had Para- uh, Palde and Fates. Mm-hmm. But Palde Fates doesn't feel like a real set, which is why my brain's like, Goldengo, feels like it's been out forever. It's because it has. But it's still the most recent set. Yes. Anyway, it's nice to see the cheese string When that came out, I was really excited to build it. Oh, I know you were. Uh, Mew Genesect, four of those places. Not shocked. Eh. Uh, Roaring Moon, six. Lost Box, six. Yep. Uh, Charizard making seven. And uh, My favorite, Gardevoir in, in second place with 11.
1: Yeah, we know how much you love your Gardevoir, oh, Ben.
0: It's really cool. Even though I'm bad at it, it's really cool. Uh, and then 15 for Tina, rocking yep. up 27% of the day, two.
1: That's well, kind of crazy. Day one... Um, Tina was at 18% wow. of day one, okay. and they had a conversion rate that was 25.5%. That's a pretty
0: good conversion rate.
1: Which it's insane, considering the only other deck to hit 25% is Gardevoir. Yeah. So, them two decks had a pretty solid conversion rate this time around. They did. Roaring Moon was up there too with a 20%, mm-hmm. and Charizard fell right off and only had 10% convert, but they did make up 20% of day one matter
0: that's kind of crazy i mean to be fair it's the same with giratina right when it makes so many appearances you are bound to get those that brick and those that succeed yes so if you have like a 30 percent meta share in something Mm -hmm. you might only get 10 of those that make it the day two yep because the rest of them have all bricked but it's still kind of crazy that you know it it makes sense right it's like the more you put into something the more you're going to get out of it yeah um and Throw enough stuff at the wall, some of it will stick eventually, is what I'm getting
1: at. I mean, my biggest shock is that we had um, no more on Flaffy in day two.
0: Yeah, crazy, right?
1: Crazy that maridon on Flaffy can go and drop so high heavily, considering that um, 8% of day will matter.
0: Yeah, not a single one made it to day two. Not
1: a single one made it to day two. Must
0: have had some rough matchups and a rough... I mean, the, re- the reason we're surprised at Maridon is because it's so consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, it sets up every time. Yes, yeah. you're relying on the generators, but it is so unbelievably consistent every single time. It
1: is always there. It is always there or thereabout within the top tables. It's n- it's not made t- t- top eight for quite a while. Yeah. I think we're going back to pre-Paradox Rift.
0: Yeah, it was JW, wasn't it? The JW. NAIC? Uh, no. No.
1: L E I. C was won by L-A-I-C. a by a um, Maraidon, which yes. was just after Paradox Rift. But yep. since then, I don't think Maraidon has made a, day, a top eight.
0: No, it's kind of struggled, hasn't it? It has, um, and I think that's because
1: yeah. it's solidified in the meta, and we know what to expect a bit more. Um, Tina is obviously feasting right now because it's the end of a, It's the end of a uh, format. <laughs> Tina always does well at the end of a format. Right, um, I
0: I I will hang on to this saying: Tina is Schrodinger's deck. Right, that's that's my thing. I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It is simultaneously the BDIF
1: and I the WDIF. It again, yeah.
0: It's the best deck in format, worst deck in format, mm-hmm. both times. Yes. At the same time. Yes. Start and end of format, godlike. Like after rotation, it's gonna be insane. Mid rotation, mm-hmm. when people start figuring bits out, it's gonna probably teeter off. Is it my teeter prediction.
1: Teeter off, yeah. I think that is another reason why it has taken until now for us to actually see Tina take down a regional. Mm -hmm. Because um, obviously last year, this time last year, Lugia was the best deck in format. Lugia was feasting on everything. Lugia could feast on Giratinas if it set up right. This time round, we haven't got Lugia there to feast. Lugia's just dropped completely, as you can see. It's only making up one deck of day two at Melbourne. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It is stupid how much it has dropped off compared to last year. But Tina is in a point where we are at the end of a format and it has been the end of a format for a while. Yeah. We are waiting for those new cards that the Met has stabilized. Tina can just feast because it knows how to play it. Yeah, You know how to play that list. You can feast on the format.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens after rotation. I mean, if we take a look at the top eight for Melbourne,
1: mm-hmm.
0: three of those were Tina.
1: Yes, three were Tina.
0: And then what do we have? One lost box.
1: One lost box, uh, two guard four. And Alugia, uh, Yeah. And a Zard.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Tina making up three out of eight yeah. is kind of expected. Kind
1: of expected, especially um, at this point.
0: The double guardie is kind of nice to see from my own personal perspective.
1: The shock for me is definitely Alugia. I did yeah. not expect Alugia Lugia finishing that high.
0: Well, usually Maraidon keeps it in check, right? Yeah. But maybe because there wasn't so much performance of Maraidon, there was literally none in day two.
1: No, there was none in day two.
0: There is nothing to keep it in check unless there's a lost box running her hands.
1: The Lost Box did run a hand. It was a Paradox Box.
0: Right, okay. It was a Paradox Box, not like a, no. a Sable's Art or anything.
1: It was not a sales Art. It was more of a Paradox Box. So uh, that probably mm. is why we might have not seen it any further because... I'm not sure what face to get up t- up together in Top 8, because obviously we didn't get to see that information. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we'd have to go to uh, RK9 to be able to see that.
0: <laughs> or maybe pokedex Yeah, I'm already on my way to Pokédex. Oh, you're on to Pokédex. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm already here. Here we go. Here we go. So we had um, first seed Brett versus eighth seed uh, Siu Chun-Li. Chun- yep. Um, two Tinas. Two Tinas playing against each other. Then Christian playing against Tim. Okay, so. N- which was. What was that matchup?
1: Christian was playing uh, Tina and Tim was playing the Paradox Box.
0: Interesting. Okay, so Natalie and Nigel then.
1: Natalie and Nigel, that was a Gardevoir versus Lugia.
0: Right, okay, and then um, Haru versus Jetano.
1: Which was Lugia versus Charizard.
0: Lugia versus Charizard?
1: Uh, not Ch- Lugia. The uh, Gardevoir versus God, Okay.
0: I was going to say, <laughs> yep. um, who was playing the Lugia? It was Lugia was Nigel. Nigel. Nigel got beat by the Gardevoir. Yep. So Natalie made it to top four.
1: Which, not surprising, you're trading 2 for 1 a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's a list you should be beating. You can hit 280 quite easily to take out Lugias. Um, and if they don't set up right, you're just feasting on everything else that they've got. I mean,
0: it's, the thing is, they still run three Snorlocks, right? So would it not just play the Snorlax as the attackers? It
1: should do, but... That,
0: that's That's my question there is obviously we didn't get to see any of these top eight matches no. and uh, we weren't there at that point but from a mid players perspective because mm-hmm. that i forgot to say this at the top of the game this is a mid podcast by mid players yes. uh there you go um but yeah surely you would be able to just use those one prizes against them and just hit back with those snorlaxes you know if you take that one prize yes you could you can build up there okay you're not one shot in that point though, stuff.
1: at that point though you're just using your gusting effects
0: yeah yeah i mean i guess you just counter-catching up a Lugia and killing it with a curlier uh, yeah, sorry, uh, with a uh, guaranteire and then you're really struggling from yeah. a Lugia's point of view. Yeah, maybe it is a really bad matchup. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so um what 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 do we sort of think and feel about the the representation day two? I uh, think sorry, top
1: eight. Representation top eight, I think it's very apart from the Lugia mm-hmm. I'd say it's very representative of what was seen for the rest of the day. Yep. Uh, Definitely a lot of interesting matchups in the top eight, as we've seen, Um, but I'd definitely say having a high percentage of Tina in there, two Gardevoirs, and a Charizard, which were the top three decks of the day... Those three being in there is not surprising, considering it only takes one to have a hot run and get there.
0: Yeah, it does. Okay, shall we um, shall we take a quick look at the top two decks from this format?
1: Yes, take a look at the top uh, two.
0: I'm going to cry because I don't get to look at the Gardevoir deck uh, on screen. <laughs> but let's um, run through... Do you want to run through um, Haru?
1: I'll run through Haru. You can run through Brett. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Go through Haru first. Let's go second place. This is the list that appeared.
1: So it was three Commander from uh, Pal... Paldain Fates, so it was the reprint he used. Yeah. Which, understandable, <laughs> because he probably had to come over to our Australia and pick up all his cards in Australia. Easiest to get hold of those three compared yep. to getting hold of Obsidian Flames. Yep. There was one Obsidian Flames Charmander. Mm-hmm. One Obsidian Flames Charmeleon. Yep. Three Clarizard EXs. Yeah, of course. Uh two pitchies with core family yeah. so the 151 the best best one you should use it's pretty standard now isn't it it's pretty standard pretty easy to feast on if you're a lost box but you should ideally be getting off the board second turn so uh, they shouldn't have a chance to be able to do that two exes, mm-hmm. one radiant charizard which has made a resurgence recently and i think that is yeah. because of the store like store
0: yeah the, the the radiant zards a really interesting one it is yes um it, you know being able to just one shot a lot of things in format, particularly if we run a choice belt, um, it's 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 a really nice little secondary attacker, and you're already getting fire energy. Why would you not put it in play?
1: Yeah, why not make put it in play, especially when you can just reduce how much you need with every prize that they take yep. against you. Um, then a Rotom, obviously made popular in Azul's list. Yep, Luminil V.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Yes, I saw that and thought. Coming
0: back into it, right? Yes,
1: I did not expect to be seeing Aluminium V in this list. Um, It's just an easy feast for Maridon if they get it out. It
0: it gives you an interesting opportunity if you can't get the Pidgeot EX out to be able to find that boss or that Arven.
1: Yes, Um, or if you need a boss and something else in the same turn, you can play it then. However, I think it's a bit of a liability at times to have that and you need to play it really late in the game when you know you can protect it better.
0: Yeah, I mean, the spoiler alert there is a collapsed stadium in this list to help get rid of yes. it but um, yeah okay so Luminion and then what else
1: Mew, Manaphy, and Jirachi standard. standard
0: yep definitely support
1: then the standard, standard line of trainers of Iono it's 4 Iono 3 Boss 2 Arvin which... four,
0: 4 Iono is interesting
1: 4-iron was interesting, but I can understand why, because the disruption at the moment is uh, key to winning, especially when Giratina is running as rampant as it is.
0: Yeah, it's really nice to get rid of those hand sizes, isn't
1: Yes, it? especially when you're seeing a lot of 15-plus hand sizes.
0: Which is why, I guess, maybe the Luminions in there to find the Arven, because you only run two of them.
1: Yes, uh, finding an Arven would be very key. Or it could be to find the one professor's research that they're running. Potentially. Potentially. Because typically you're running more research and less IONO, but obviously if you're wanting to run more IONO, you'd drop your research count.
0: Yeah. So, four four IONO, three BOSS. Pretty standard.
1: Two of and one research. Mm -hmm. Bit bit low for the counts, but can be understandable when you uh, look at what else is in the list and what they've increased. Four rare candy, four ultra poor, four VIP. Natural. Natural, you kind of have to run those, especially when you're wanting to get a turn two Pidgeot and a turn two Clarizard off. If you don't have four rare candy to access in that deck, you are basically saying, I'm not finding those and getting those set up turn, to, turn two. Yep. Two nests, two super odd. Again, pretty standard from what I've uh, seen in the uh, Clarizard lists I've looked at. Yep. Two lost vacuum. Yeah,
0: it's my favourite. I, uh, I run double vacuum my Zard. I think it's really potent, um, and it can help get rid of that path, it can get rid of a bravery charm, it can do all sorts of goodness.
1: It, it is a very nice uh, bit of tech adding an extra vacuum, but uh, they've dropped their counter catch, catch count.
0: Yeah. Well, they're running four boss, or three boss. Three sorry. boss, so, so yeah. It, it, I don't know, going five gusting effects is a bit interesting. I think maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's too many? I don't know.
1: It might also be that um, obviously he's came from Japan. Hmm. He might have some cards, what he still had from last year, that he's using, and he's not been able to get the exact number of everything that he wanted to be able to run ready for the event so he's just had to cobble together what he could kind of worked out for him it's worked <laughs> out really well considering he finished second and it yep. gives him a nice uh, 7k to go home with and uh, <sighs> keep his uh, his worlds invite like on, considering uh, japan have a different qualification format to the rest of us they do uh one level ball standard yep one rope which is interesting that it's a rope and not a, a switch.
0: The rope kind of makes sense. The rope allows you to checkmate. Because yeah. um, if you have a Zard in the active right and they only have one thing on bench, you and you have a Pidgeot, you can rope into the Pidgeot and retreat for free. Yeah. So like the rope makes a lot of sense.
1: The rope makes a lot of sense, but then also considering we don't know how much store, like, store was on the, the meta mm-hmm. because uh, we don't have a full meta breakdown. Um, So it could have been that that's could be where he uh, took his uh, Radiant Charizard from. Yeah. Instead of running two switches, he run one and a Radiant Charizard. Potentially. Uh Forest Seal Stone, yep. standard. One choice belt, one Artisan and one collapsed.
0: Yeah, the, the the Choice Belt helps fix the mass with the uh with the Radiant Zard into it the does, Tina. Yeah. Um and the any V Star actually, it just one shots every V Star, which mm-hmm. is super nice. Uh the Artisan makes sense to be able to get that set up set up nice and early. Collapse stadium, if you can later on to get rid of the Lumineon because yes. it's a massive prize liability. It is. Uh, the one seal is pretty standard too. So yep. a relatively standard Zard list.
1: And then for the people who are keeping count, we're at 7 energy, which again, pretty standard for a Zard list. Uh, You typically run between 6 and 8. Yep. 7 is a nice middle ground, I think. In case you do prize one, you can still set up your Charizards and your Radiant Charizard without too much hassle.
0: Yeah, and the double rod helps put those energy back in the deck so that they can uh, make sure that they can get all of those numbers back to where they want them to be. Uh, Alright, let's have a look at Brett's list. So, in the Pokemon slot, it's a pretty standard Giratina deck. I'm pretty sure this is the exact same deck he played at Liverpool. I'd Um, be surprised if it wasn't. uh, Oh no, actually, it does look like it's changed. He came second at Liverpool, didn't he? He did, yes. So, um, yeah. uh, Oh, sorry. Please hold for one second while I just literally compare the lists. Yeah, there's a couple of changes. Interesting. Ooh. We'll get to those in a minute. Let me run through the list. It'll be next to me on screen. Um, of uh, Brett's at uh, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, four Comfy, three of V, three of V Star. Yep. A sable I, a Cram, and a, a Radiant Greninja one 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 on those extra pokemon pretty standard maybe yep. like some people tend to go two cram some people tend to go to sableye to add to those bits of consistency i think
1: the two sableye has dropped off dramatically since the gerachi and yep. that became popularized after uh Pal- paradox yeah paradox rift became legal Yep, uh it hurt a lot of your sableye plays that um if you were, especially if you were setting up with your Tina, uh, with the putting damage on with your Radiant Greninjas, you mm-hmm. couldn't clean up. Or if you were putting damage on with your Cramorant early, you couldn't clean up with the Save Light then. Yep. So. Why
0: not just hit them with a Tina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it does just as much. Um, To make up for that, we've got 13 energy uh, mm-hmm. being played. So four Jet, four Psychic, three Grass, two Water. um, Two Water rather than three Water is an interesting one. Yeah. But you're not relying on the Greninja to be able to do all the work. You are yeah. literally shredding... and um, and Lost Impact in with Tina V, which kind of makes sense, right? It
1: makes sense, especially considering a lot of Tina's bad matchups aren't around anymore, or they have their ways to be able to counter the bad matchups with the Path to the Peak.
0: Yeah, definitely. Speaking of trainers, uh, we've got four Colrus, two Boss, two Roxanne, four Mirage Gate, four Vip, four Nest, which is standard, four Switch Cart, which are the only Switches in the deck, no rope, interesting, Uh, two Gear, two Rod, two Countercatcher, then four path to the peak. Going up to that four count is super nice. Super nice.
1: Let me guess he only played three at Liverpool.
0: No, no, no he still played four. Oh, he still played four. Yeah, right? so there was only a what looks like a couple of card difference. So mm-hmm. he played two Sableye in Liverpool, okay. as opposed to one. That
1: can make sense.
0: He also played an extra water in Liverpool, as opposed oh. to one. Um but this time to add consistency to the deck, mm-hmm. he didn't play any pa- any um. Pokey gear in Liverpool, he plays two uh, in Melbourne. So
1: he's dropped those two to increase his Pokey gear.
0: Yes, which I guess increases the consistency. One of the big things that you know can hurt you as a lost zone player, whether it's Tina or single prize or Sable or whatever, is not hitting those Colrises. But being able to look at s- basically eight cards and you include the one for the turn. Yeah. Just to be able to try and find a Colrises is kind of huge. Yeah, so.
1: the Colrises is uh, definitely in the Tina matchup more than your single prize are considering you've got a lot more switches in your single prizer, so yep. um find those choruses is definitely make or break for the deck especially for getting off your uh star power
0: yeah which which was kind of interesting right like it's, it's a nice to see that he's adapted he's sort of thought yep. he's he's gone away he's thought about this he's gone right do you know what i don't need the two table eye and i don't need that energy for the greninja because i'm relying on it maybe too much mm-hmm. or i just have to be really careful when i'm lost zoning stuff that i don't lost zoning energy yeah um or just when you do have to loss, them, maybe you've got a chorus and, and a Water Energy off Flower Selecting. Mm-hmm. You have to get rid of that Water Energy. Yep. You just go, right, I'm just not going to play with Greninja this game. I'm just going to use it to draw. Absolutely fine.
1: Considering, though, that a lot of lists currently are still running three Water, your opponent will still be playing round that you could get off a Greninja play.
0: Whack the Manaphy down, take up base, bench space. Base.
1: And it can harm your a play, your opponent that way that they will then think that you are running three potentially for your entire set of three games thinking okay they could get that greninja off i need to take up this bench space with a the manaphy yeah. then especially in a guard matchup they're then taking up another space with the Clarachi, they've yep. then only got four spaces to play with yeah,
0: yeah it kind of does hurt a little bit when that sort of comes to play um and, and there's nothing more appealing as a guardy player than when your opponent lost zone their greninja um <laughs> it's like oh i'm okay manaphy get out of here it's fine
1: until you realise that you've already benched your mana fee.
0: Well, yeah, there, I mean that that happens sometimes. <laughs> that does happen sometimes. All right, uh, let's go ahead and look over to Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Um, so Knoxville over in the US uh, had 1367 players, so 1,367 players. Nice, good showing. Arcane, sorry, Limitless has only provided us so far with the top eight decks, which is absolutely fine for us.
1: However, PokeStats does have more information for the day too because uh, obviously they update a lot more regularly especially when you've got the creator there
0: yeah he literally mid-lunch was fixing part of the website which was (laughs) quite exciting Uh, sorry between rounds um yeah they've got all the stats there on uh Ovh, um but it doesn't quite give me the lists that i wanted to be able to see which is fine it doesn't matter um but let's look through i guess let's just focus on the top eight then of knoxville um so hey guys quick side note here limitless has updated their data since we recorded this podcast so the data that you're going to see on screen is from the representation of all day two not just the top eight i hope you can bear with us so we had interesting representation here
1: yes it was very uh, spread
0: yeah so we had one Entevalian, one lost zone box which we'll talk about in a bit mm-hmm. uh, two moon two tino and two gardevoir in the top eight
1: i mean considering that the day two meta for the for Knoxville, had Moon as the number one deck at twenty one percent for the day. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Considering that few, uh, in the in day one, it was a a fourteen percent deck. Yeah, it completely skyrocketed up in percentages. And Tina dropped off.
0: Yeah. It's kinda of weird, isn't it? It's
1: it to say we always thought it was going to be a bit of a gatekeeper, it now seems to be acting as though it's an actual real deck.
0: <laughs> it's a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um when it first sort of came out we did have a, we had this conversation, we did, I remember. Yes. And I was like, This is probably gonna be a gatekeeper deck. I don't think it's gonna take home anything. Um in the first sort of state. Yes. I think it's most likely a gatekeeper. Um, and I think we were of a similar opinion in that we're, case. Yes. Like You're gonna ba- basically for those who aren't aware, a gatekeeper deck. Um, it's the same as like I, th- this is a term that I don't know whether it's used in Pokemon, mm. but I pulled it over from Warhammer. A gatekeeper list or gatekeeper army is something that you will know you know you're going to have to beat to be able to win the tournament. Yes. But it won't win tournaments mm. if that makes sense. It basically stands outside the top eight and goes. To get in there, you've got to go past me. I'm not going in, but you've got to get past me. That's basically yes. what a gatekeeper is, a gatekeeper list.
1: But now it's finally made to top eight, and it's seeming as though it could be a real contender, especially yeah. going into Dortmund, and I think there's Vancouver as another regional before.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've, se- we've seen some interesting topics. Like, like we saw uh, in the last three tournaments, we've seen it 23rd as the highest place in moon list at um, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Third... And seventh in Knoxville. Yep. And then ninth in Liverpool.
1: Oh, so it was on the bubble. It
0: was on the bubble just out. We did see a seventh place back at Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So one top eight there.
1: Was that Ross?
0: Um, That was Ross. I'm not surprised. Ross has
1: kind of popularized the deck in the format that it is at the moment. uh, He's kind of been the creator of this list and taken it from where it was as more of a gatekeeper, as we were thinking, and made it a real contender. And I think that... When you're an astrophysicist creating this list, <laughs> you cannot say that it's not going to be a contender because yeah. for someone to have the brains that he does to be able to put together the lists that he does, yep. he definitely has a smart opinions and smart choices for his deck lists. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, before that, just as a side note, 23rd of December, Champions League in Kyoto, mm-hmm. it finished second. Oh. So, like, it, it's seen relative success. Yes. But not seen super thriving success no. which i'm really hoping it does because it's the other deck that i want to play uh, <laughs> so i'm like slowly sort of getting my things together to be able to play moon yes um so i'm back on the hunt for the sars that i sold when the the set released uh <laughs> yes
1: but considering the prices have dropped now i think you're very happy for the extra money in your pocket yeah,
0: absolutely absolutely so um yeah, I've got my ride on deck that I need to shift to be able to pay for it, maybe. I don't know. I might get rid of the <laughs> my ride, and I might not yet. Um, so, yeah, the, the top eight um, was interesting. Um, we did watch a couple of things on stream over the course of Knoxville as yes, well. Yes, we did. Uh, a couple of sneaky little... Um, <laughs> Don't know whether it was intentional. Um, I'm not going to. Like, there was a match yes. where there was a grass energy involved. Oh, yes. And it might have gone in the hand. It might have gone in the deck. It was from the hand. Everybody knew it was from the hand. Where it was placed on the field was very interesting. There was just a whole load of little bits of drama. There was. Um,
1: um, that was in day two. So, uh, day one. So yes. it was at near the end of day one. So it was day two contenders that uh, are doing this. Yeah. Um, obviously. It's going to be down to the stress and potentially sometimes even the thought of, am I going to day two? Yeah. Especially with the money that's involved right now.
0: Oh, that's some crazy prize money. I mean, 10 grand for winning is kind of crazy, isn't
1: it? I mean, one grand for finishing top 32 is kind of crazy too. Yeah.
0: I mean, that helps pay for flights, so and does not it? It
1: does. It definitely means that you're closer to breaking even on some of these events.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, for, for people that view it as a career, mm-hmm. they absolutely need that money, right? But for people like myself and I assume yourself and a lot of the players that I sort of know and interact with, for them it's like, oh... A top 32 That's a nice little bit of pocket money. Mm. Not a, I need this to buy food kind of thing. No, it's more um, of a,
1: oh, that means I can go to this region I didn't think I was going to be able to go to. I can go here that I didn't think I was going to be able to go to. Oh, it- I can go and buy those
0: heart, gold, soul, silver energies that I didn't think I was going to be able to buy. <laughs>
1: Look, we don't need to keep bringing up those heart, gold, soul, hey, silver they're energies. they're really expensive. Very um,
0: expensive. <laughs> very pretty. Very expensive. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's... Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Moon performs going yes. forward. Yes, uh, it did finish seventh and third.
1: It also got a tenth place finish with J.W. Crewall as well. okay,
0: J.W. coming in with the Moon too. Mm-hmm. I like it. And um,
1: then there was also a twentieth and a twenty-second as well. That's so. pretty damn good showing. And that doesn't—that's not the only top thirty-two list there was with Moon. Moon had s- six showings in top thirty-two.
0: And that's not including the decks that are lost box that include the include a Moon, a Paradox box.
1: That is not including the Paradox boxes either.
0: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I'll say Blizzard plus Moon. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of potential. I mean, anything that's got an instant kill button on a card is kind of crazy. Um, like, you know, the, the fact that you can just gouge on and literally knock anything in format out is kind of really nutty.
1: It's nutty and it's great into your Snorlax stalls. Yeah,
0: um, it's kind of really, I mean, yeah, you can just knock yourself out and make the prize trades. really interesting (laughs) genuinely so you can knock yourself out kill one so you can kill one they counter catch a one you get it back in the active then you kill a second one with gouging it and then all of a sudden you're back on even prizes Mm -hmm. and you basically just play that game of chicken and you go right well you're never taking a prize without me telling you you can take a prize so that's quite interesting
1: and that is why i think maybe for this event the best performing snorlax store was 57th
0: yeah i mean that's It's still pretty good. It's
1: pretty good, but I think considering how high we've had Moon this event, I think it did a bit of gatekeeping, Mm -hmm. which is nice to see a little bit of gatekeeping towards Control, since Control seems to have been gatekeeping a lot of decks right now, and it's been kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, except going back to Liverpool, Mm -hmm. Lax did finish fourth. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, Lax did finish and had,
0: fourth. And had a 5% conversion rate with eight decks, whereas Moon had a 8% conversion rate with 13. But I guess it just maybe goes to show what that extra week of practice and playing does um, mm-hmm. in being able to sort of find those matchups and, and exploit them a little bit um, and, and, and that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, refining the matchup has definitely been a big thing. And I think considering the resurgence of control a little bit, considering mm-hmm. we it's been a while since there's been a good control deck that's been out there that hasn't come through Sander. Yep. Um the control being there and performing as it has has been kind of crazy to see. And it's nice to see that it's it's getting back under control a little bit. Maybe yeah. in the form of a gatekeepy deck like we thought, but yeah. under control more.
0: Speaking of control,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. I wanna touch on I think I think it's second places lists. Uh yeah, okay. So we we saw this a couple of times over the course of the weekend at Knoxville in the Shroom. Um But uh, Aiden's list, right, it's on screen now. Um, I just want to highlight the Marwile and how much of an auto win this is into certain matchups. This card is the bane of my existence, simultaneously the best thing ever. But it does go to show how Degenerate Lost Box is as a format of a deck that it can just put anything in at any point. (laughs) So Control, we've seen the Snorlax stall, obviously um we've seen like you know trying to make you deck out and lost box went oh i like that that's a nice little bit of action you've got there let me just sift through the archives a second (laughs) it pulled out lost origin and went oh this is this marwile marwile oh i guess it'll be i should be over this side it'll be like this marwile right here i can do it too i can make you deck out
1: Yes, but the Marwile was getting played back in UIC last year. so it's It was, not- but for a
0: different reason. Yes,
1: for a different reason. It,
0: the Tempting Trap was useful, but it wasn't intended to lock. It was intended to buff damage. Yes. I believe. Yes. Which we did see again on stream. It came into fruition into the Guardi. But Marwile into Guardi is horrific. Because Guardi just doesn't <laughs> run any switches. It's really greedy. It runs zero switches. The only thing it might do to save itself is run a churro scenario, mm-hmm. a one-of.
1: A one-of that you can only use once unless you power pad, which a lot of lists have dropped their power pad.
0: Yeah, but some are coming back. It's weird. It's a weird sort of conglomerate pot. Can we just play with 68 cards? I'd be so much happier. <laughs> um, so yeah, you
1: just want a side deck. I do, absolutely.
0: So the Marwile um, basically reads, During your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon can't retreat. During your next turn, the defending Pokemon takes 90 more damage from attacks. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Um, the retreat bit is, is the most important bit in the current oh, state yes. of the meta, right? Um, and we saw it into, the. I think Jamal was playing on stream with the moon against Aiden. Um, and Aiden just sort of went, I'm just going to, like, <laughs> Jamal runs two switches in his Rural Moon deck. A switch cart and an escape rope. Yes. Turn one, game three, this is.
1: Yes, it was game three. Yeah,
0: because Aiden held on to that more while.
1: Yeah, he made it so that the more while was never seen in play. Jamal probably it, assumed that it he was
0: in game one. Jamal was... just didn't read it.
1: Oh yeah. He just
0: went, oh kill it.
1: Yeah, he does not get <laughs> <it> out.
0: <laughs> and, but yeah, he, he sort of kept hold of it. Game two. Yes, did. And then he waited for the perfect opportunity, mm-hmm. and Jamal went ultra ball, switch cart, and rope yep. into finding something else. And, and I watched this happen. I watched it. And I was like. Oh, my dude. <laughs> oh, my sweet summer child. I mean, you've learnt, right? You're never doing it again. Oh, he's learnt he's but... never
1: doing it again. And Aiden <sighs> learnt something else later in the game, uh, later in the um, regional top eight, that top cut, that I think we'll touch on later. Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, he, he he just basically put them all out and went, right? I'm just going to attempt to entrap you every single turn because you can't retreat out of this um, Greninja.
1: So the way that that game ended <sighs> was draw. Trap, draw, trap, because he constantly was looking and having getting closer and closer to that deck out. Yeah. He then found Judge to be able to put cards back into his deck. Yeah. But that didn't stop what Aiden. No, should do. there
0: was like twenty-five minutes left on time. Game three, yes, top four. Yes, I think
1: it was. No, it was top eight.
0: Was it top eight match? It was top eight. Was it Top eight.
1: Yes, it was top eight. Um, there was because yes, we saw Aiden. He went off stream for his top four, and then he came back for the finals. Yeah. Um, he. Just judged, but couldn't get rid of the tempting trap more while, which meant that Aiden could just sit there still drawing, doing exactly as he was before until he decked out
0: yep and and it sort of it was always gonna happen um the more is gonna catch people off guard now I think mm-hmm. people are gonna build around it a little bit more.
1: I think it means that more lists are gonna add a few more switches in, yep um but Considering that people should have been, anyways, with how popular Snorlax has been, I think it just shows that if you're greedy in this matter, you're going to get punished. Whether that be Snorlax control, a Lost Box running more wild, anything running more wild, because it needs one psychic, one colorless, one colorless. So <laughs> it's even worse. It's even worse. It can be ran in any deck it's
0: so bad. to be so able good. to do it. It's so good. <laughs>
1: Like, could you imagine a Guardy running that?
0: Mm. It'd be dumb. In the mirror, it just win. If if they haven't got one, you just win the game. Yeah. Um, but speaking of um, like the Guardy matchup, mm-hmm. there is ways around it. There is ways around. You it. You only ever bench attackers. Yes. Or things you can attack with, so that you can eventually knock it out. Um, because unlike Snorlax, they don't run a million and twelve pennies. No. Nope. They also don't run an Erika's invitation. Nope. They do run an echoing horn.
1: Not always. Aiden's um, list did not run an echoing horn. Yeah,
0: Aiden's list didn't. But Lost Box has that space for that echoing horn.
1: Yes, because if you look at the uh, round six, round fifteen game that was played, mm-hmm. which was Azul running, I think about fifty nine cards of what Aiden was running. Yeah. He ran an echoing horn. Yep. So you had to be very careful with what you played anywhere in that matchup.
0: Yeah. Um. And and the safest thing for anything that isn't a purple Pokemon in Gardevoir. Is in your hand or in the deck?
1: In the deck is probably safer in case you uh, run into a Snorlax.
0: Yeah. Um. Yes. There is that. So um, it's it's kind of interesting. Um. Uh, the while is has highlighted to me that Lost Box literally can just pick up the flavor of the month and play it. Um. <laughs> all it has to do is put this in and go. Ha, I'm now control.
1: <laughs> the one thing I will say though is that this weekend we've seen that. Kyogre is the best Lost Box in format that isn't Tina.
0: Kyogre's incredible.
1: As um, we've had many people probably championing for a while, we've had a little resurgence in Kyogre and the Kyogre build, which is quite nice to see. It's nice to see that um, potentially it could uh, finish out the meta for a few few more months, for the next six weeks, like that it's legal, and then... It says I've done my thing and disappears, and we see what's next for the flavor of Lost Box. Yeah,
0: I guess we sort of see it off into the wind along with the Dragonite. which is going to be interesting. Yes. Speaking of which, let's run through Aiden's top two list really quickly. Do you want me to do this one? New tackle yeah, top YouTube list. Yeah, you do that one. Sick. Okay, so uh, I will not talk about Gardevoir because I will be here for hours. <laughs> um, maybe we'll do a Guardi specific episode at some point. Anyway, so um, Aiden's top bo- top box top Lost Box top two Lost Box deck is. 4 Comfy, 1 Sableye, 1 Cram, 1 Greninja, 1 Kyogre, 1 Dragonite, 1 Pidgeot V, 1 Marwile, 1 Manaphy, 1 Jirachi, um, it's also running 4 Water, 3 Psychic, 3 Lightning, and then it's got 4 Colrus, 1 Boss, 1 Roxanne, 4 Gate, 4 Vip, 4 Switch Cart, 3 Nest, 3 Super Rod, 2 Rope, 1 Switch, 1 Energy Recycler... One Heavy Ball, one Countercatcher, one Lost Vacuum, one Pokegear, one Palpad, two Forest Sealstone, and two PokeStop. That is a lot of different trainers. Different that trainers.
1: It is a lot of trainers, but I am not surprised by it at all, considering Lostbox always seems to run a high trainer account, regardless yep. of what it is. I mean, it's
0: really good, right? But it's really good. the one Roxanne, I kind of think I want to see it become two. Um, Double Roxanne is kind of scary.
1: Double Roxanne is scary, but... Um... If you're playing the Kyogre, yeah. you can take three prize cards in one turn. Yeah, You don't need to be... Uh, and your opponent's down to three. You don't really need to be uh,
0: worried about, worried I spe- about I it. I suppose it's making sure that you manage that properly. That's the big thing, right? Oh, yeah. like Your energy in Lost Box, uh, particularly with the Kyogre build, is essential. Like You need to have seven energy ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, eight energy if you want to max out.
1: It's typically why they will run either a 3-2 split on the rod... And Recycler, or a 3-1 split on the Rod and Recycler. Yep. The, As we can see, Adam's running the 3-1. Three three one. One.
0: Yeah, the the Rod gives you the ability to put back in the Kyogre if you have to get rid of it mm-hmm. early for whatever reason. Or, yep. you know, uh, the, the Dragonite. Whatever you need, you can just put back in. Pokemon or Energy, it yep. doesn't matter. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I, I this deck has always had a little soft spot in my heart, and Sheesh. it's uh, it's making me consider going back there. Right. But uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I've got a few other lists I want to... Test out and have a play with first, but yep, that's
0: uh, fair. Well, do you want to run through Ryan's winning list at the Knoxville I Regional? I
1: will run through Ryan's winning list from Knoxville Regional. It will
0: appear. I mean, you're looking at me at the moment, camera. But it will appear on Beth's left side, so it'll be like this side of the screen, the opposite. Just read it, Beth. It'll turn. <laughs> so
1: on. there is four teleportation-based rolls. Yep. Two curlier with the refinement. One of three. Three. Yep. Three. <laughs> oh. One of Mirage Step, yep. two God of War AX, two Baby Guardies, one Scream Tail, yep. one Zacian, one Mew, one Radiant Greninja, a Manaphy, and a Karachi.
0: Not using Cresselia. Good man. <laughs> I think it's a bait. Um, it might have cut back to me at this point. I don't know what I've decided to do. Um, I think it's a bait. I think, th- it's I, th- I think the amount of people that are just going to bench Jirachi because they see a Gardevoir. And it's the same thing with the Manaphy and the Water Energy and the Greninja, right? It's the exact same thing, but with Gardevoir. They put Jirachi down, you go, okay, that's nice of you.
1: I think with how many lists at the moment have cut it it's becoming less common that they're going to bench the Chirachi and they're mm-hmm. just going to go for the Manaphy because they know that the Screamtails there. Yep. So it could be a surprise inclusion for some lists.
0: So It's weird. The meta game is obviously continuously moving. Some weeks you won't put Cresselia in next week. It might be beneficial to put it in because people won't be benching that Chirachi so you it's can e- get them. It's
1: exactly like why we've, see- we've seen Mew drop off. And yep. that is because it won last week a lot of people are there chucking them dra- them, dra- them Drapions in, chucking the spir- spirit, tombs in, just there to be prepared in case they do come up against that Mew. Yep, people who play Mew, they'll just drop back off the Mew, and then next week in Dortmund we could see a resurgence of Mew again. Uh, yeah, we'll
0: talk about that in a minute. So, they're the Pokemon from the list. Never is. Hit me with everything else.
1: Four Iono, one Research, one Boss, mm-hmm. one Worker, four Battle VIP Pass, four Level Ball, three Ultra, three Rare Candy, two Fog, two Super Rod, two counter-catcher, a vacuum, an artisan, and a collapsed. Pretty standard. Yep. Nothing shocking there on the trainers. Nope. Uh, ben would love that to research to become another worker. <sighs> I but just
0: love double worker. Uh, the, the research makes a lot of sense. The research does. Um, it really does. I think I'm going to go back to playing it and mm-hmm. just run the one worker Yes. particularly because the next tournament I'm going to be playing has Moonlit Hill viable for it so I'm going to have that extra bump anyway Yes. Um, but the double worker I played at Liverpool actually came in clutch against Mew in game 1 because mm-hmm. they didn't expect it so that was yeah. kind of nice
1: No I think it's a bit more expected now because a lot of people have gone to running a double worker instead of a single worker Yeah. so it's not as surprising when you do say worker for a second time in the game yeah. when you're not playing a power pad uh, and then the energy is standard as every guard he plays 10 psychic and 2 reversal. If you're not playing that, I'd be uh, worried.
0: Uh, no, we see some of the switches at the moment with 9 psychic, 3 reversal.
1: Yes, but not playing at least 2 is...
0: Oh, yeah, no, you have to play 2 reversal. Yes. It's just whether that tenth, uh, sorry, that 12th uh, energy, energy spot is either an, a 10th psychic or a 3rd reversal yes. is pretty much where we're seeing the meta at the moment. Yes. Um, and people value the 3rd reversal. But I'm very aware that Guardi's going to rotate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to get comfortable on using that third reversal too much <laughs> when I'm going to be using Drifloon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll talk about that another day. Uh,
1: the one thing I will touch on from the final, which, um we saw Ryan do, was double attach his reversal to one guarding.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. It's so good. It's un- like People forget. So here's, here's reversal energy. It's a, It says, as long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides colorless energy. Mm-hmm. If you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent, and this card is attached to an evolution Pokemon, Pokemon that don't have a rule box, oh, to an evolution that doesn't have a rule box, this card provides every energy type, but only provides three energy at a time. Yes. So what it does is it gives you, It it, it stops you from hitting with something that's like, you get 20 damage for each energy you've got well you'd only ever get 60 because it only provides it provides every energy but only three yes um but so so what this does it doesn't say like some special energies you can only have one of this at a time
1: like luminous energy which is how i think they decided to print that card to be able to gatekeep lugia a bit yep because if they didn't do that we'd be back in the same space we were last year lugia running rampant in the meta
0: and just being able to power up everything and everywhere yes. um, with every bit of Luminous energy it could possibly want. So you could choose literally any attacker and just play with it. Um, but Reversal is really, really, really nice here. Um, being able to double-attach Luminous if you're behind, that's six energy. Off yes. a turn attached last turn and a turn attached this turn. Um, you know, just swing it when you need to. Attack with something else in the active um, is really, really nice. We did also see the Screamtail being used, which was kind of really nice to yes, see. Yes, we did. Um, unfortunately for Aiden, we did see a, a double prize um, concession or a DPC. DPC, is it double,
1: prize, double prize card penalty. Oh, yeah. Which... That.
0: That's silly, just it's a DPL, yes, <laughs> it, is, it is
1: a DPL. Um, but um, very understandable why he saw two extra cards off his prize cards that he shouldn't have seen, yep. because he said he declared knockout with his Pidgeot V. It was not knockout because the stadium that was in play belonged to Ryan and not himself. Yep. If it belonged to himself and he had the bump in hand, he would have been fine. Yep. But unfortunately, um, he played it as if it was his stadium when it was Ryan's. And we knew it was his Ryan's stadium because Aiden only runs Pokestops. Yep. it was a collapsed in play.
0: Yep. It was It was also in a different colored sleeve. Uh, that <laughs> which too. kind of massively helps. But yeah, the, the V is something that we never see as an attacker. No. Uh, very, very strange. Um. But it was a situation where the zashium was in play. It had like a hundred HP left, mm-hmm. and Pidgeot would have essentially secured the game here yes. um, for for Aiden and potentially the series, honestly. Um, but the very specific wording on Pidgeot V: if you have a stadium, if you have a stadium in yes. play, this attack does eighty more damage. Unlike like the Roaring Moon, which just says discard a stadium. stadium in play, not discard your stadium yes. in play. Um, so that is applicable to both players not just one
1: yes and um obviously it was not picked up until after Aiden, aiden had already seen the two prize cards yep. uh the judges spent a decent chunk of time just clarifying and checking the ruling which yep. tops uh, pro, props to them they did exactly as they should make sure that they were reading the card as it was meant to be read yep. and as it was read by the head judge in the event yep which it did so aiden was rightly awarded a dual prize penalty And I don't think he will ever forget what Pidgeot V says.
0: (laughs) I absolutely agree with you there. I don't think that Pidgeot V is going to be making any attacks anytime soon unless it's absolutely necessary just Mm -hmm. to make sure. I mean, it doesn't rotate out until next rotation anyway, so there is still play for it. And in Control decks, it is a nice little shuffle back in and keep yourself alive card.
1: I mean, when is Control even attacking?
0: It, it, it shouldn't be, but um, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see out of the next couple of sets before rotation yes. what Pokemon do with printing stuff for control. Mm-hmm. Whether they're going to continue to print things that enable control yes. or whether they're going to go away from that and potentially print things that prevent control.
1: There is a few cards coming that are going to be used in control decks. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll talk o- touch on in another episode yep. when we do talk about our look forward to the next set. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> but uh, Control is also losing a good few things as well. It's uh, it's losing its... Um, I think it loses t Mills Yeah. It definitely loses Echoing Horn. I know that for certain.
0: <laughs> I like Echoing Horn.
1: Which, sad, sad, sad. It's going to be gone from Lost Box as well. But there is definitely a good few bits that um, Control will be losing and will change how they have to play. It loses the Crabominable if they play the Crab. Yeah. So they have to find another attacker to discard with, which I've seen lists that have found it. So I I don't think they're going to be uh, too damaged in the long run, but there's definitely a few bits that will change it up.
0: I mean, they don't use Path, but any decks that use Path lose Path. It obviously loses the one VIP that it runs. Sydney goes away. Peoria goes away. Oh Um Team Yellow's Cheer No, Team Yellow's Cheer's an F, so that sticks around.
1: Oh Team Yellow's Cheer's an F.
0: Yeah. Echoing Horn obviously disappears. Yep. Um Cross Receiver or the the decks that we've been seeing playing that. Mm-hmm. They go away. Chromatic disappears. Yes. Um oh, the list's kinda is I Trek think- and shoes go? No. No, Trek and Shoes, and and shoes an F. is here to stay. Um Egg Incubator sticks around. Yeah, the, 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 just a couple of bits that we're missing here and there, yeah. um, which is interesting to see. But we'll see what Rotation does for the meta. We are still two months away from that at
1: We this are, point. yes. And I definitely think there will be some interesting decks. And I think... Um from what I've seen online, there'll be a few people trying to get limitless pages for some cards that have yet to be seen in Day 2 lists. Really?
0: Yeah. Like, what are we thinking? Uh,
1: I can't remember what the card is off the top of my head, but someone's uh, telling people to cook a one of in their deck just to get it into a Day 2 list before <laughs> it rotates.
0: Oh, oh, it's the Orbital. It's yes. The, it's the Stage 2 Orbital with the reversal energy. It's got an attack that says um, it's three colourless and it's... Um, You use this attack and you can, for every energy type attached to this Pokemon, which technically would be... Three. um, Three, yeah. Um, Search your deck for a stage two Pokemon and put it on your bench.
1: Which is dumb.
0: Yeah, but it stops Devo. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Devo this now, but it's also a stage two itself. So you'd be relying on going behind on prizes, getting that in place, getting a rare candy, rare candy in it up, turn two. To be able to go, ha, triple Zard. Oh, they can accelerate to themselves.
1: Just chuck it in one off as a one off They don't have to do anything.
0: In fact, you can't do triple Zard because Zard says, when you play this Pokemon from your hand, not, <laughs> <laughs> and it has to be an evolution, not just spawn it. So, um, yeah, th- there's th- there's people wanting the Orbital, which I'm like, yep, yeah, that's fair. It's kind of cool.
1: Yep, there's plenty of cards that. To- there's another few cards that are probably trainer cards that have yet to see any uh, actual play in the meta because. Yeah. They're just not good. There
0: is some garbage out there. Um there is some what we call filler or bulk. Um mm-hmm. but it's it's what it is. Um you know it happens. The sets need to be padded out. They can't all be gold, can they? No. When they're printed. Uh, I unfortunately. mean as much as
1: you love your gold pen. Oh, I ben. love
0: gold, I'm like smog. <laughs> it's kinda cool. Uh so yeah, that was that was our sort of um roundup, I guess, of Knoxville and Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um next on the agenda is looking ahead to Dortmund, right?
1: No, our Cup.
0: Oh, our Cup oh god,
1: yes. I know I was you I know, to go over lot. I know you want to block out our cup then, I know we oh Neither of us had a good showing that day,
0: yeah, so me and Beth
1: Saturday night. Saturday night at like half past ten. I
0: was on Twitter,
1: <laughs>
0: oh sorry, X um and I saw a tweet by um uh, mm-hmm. or Matthew Clark, which who comes and plays at all of our cups he does yes, he loves our venue, he's a really really cool guy um. I saw a tweet saying, what should I play tomorrow? Should I be playing Sablezard or should I be playing Rayquaza VMAX and Arceus Pile? Um, and I voted the Rayquaza because I was like, lol, why not play that?
1: I voted for the same thing because funny deck. Yeah,
0: it's funny. Funny deck is funny. It's actually really cool. I mean,
1: um, he won the cop with it. so We'll get to that in a
0: minute. <laughs> um, so I was like, do you know what? Where is it? Oh, Beanie Games up in Middlesbrough. I was like, fine. Absolutely fine. How far is that? Two hours. Oh, I can't do this on my own. Beth, <laughs> you want to do a cup tomorrow?
1: I was there like, where is this cup?
0: I'm at like, Middlesbrough, and you're like, oh, fine. It's and a fiver. It was a fiver. It was a
1: fiver, but it's also adding to my list of reasons why I now drive to Middlesbrough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not just for your partner, but also for Pokemon cups that are a fiver, <laughs> apparently. Um, but, so yeah, uh, we got in the car. I did the driving up. Yes, we did. had conversations. Um, I took Gardie, you took Maradam. I did take Maradam. You were you were omen and omen about taking Lost Box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then round one, I got paired into Intel Urshifu, which is Gardie's worst nightmare. <laughs> it was horrific. I did the gentlemanly thing and played it out, um, but I should have just scooped and gone and got a hot dog.
1: <laughs> you love those hot dogs. I know, it's so cheap. Um, I'm sure Ben will <laughs> insert the photo here. <laughs> Of him with his two hot dogs that I posted. The
0: thing is, I've got the power. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to edit myself in. Great. (laughs) For those of you uh, listening and not watching, um, imagine a picture of a, a man with two hot dogs held akimbo and a displeased look on his face.
1: I mean, you could also just go and look on my Twitter. Yeah, the photo was posted there, so you yeah. could get a visual representation instead of actually having to picture it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Twitter links are in the show notes below the the uh, <laughs> the stream or the uh, the video or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I played Intellivision for game one. It was horrific. I did not like that game. Nothing against the player, just the game state was horrific. Uh, what was your game one?
1: My game one was Goldengo, And yeah. that was my best game of the day. This
0: was Tattooed Fat Man, right? It was On Tattooed Twitter. Fat Man, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, I played into him... Um Game Game One went very well. He could not set up at all, and oh. I got my Iron Hands off. Yeah, we love which is what it. we want to see with a go, with a go, uh, with a, any deck that's running Iron Hands really. We
0: want to see an amp you very much. Uh, Sorry, I'm just I'm not gonna. Yeah.
1: Well, I got amp you very much off, but uh, he had nothing else out, so it was a scoop go game two.
0: Yep, fair play.
1: And then um, he, t-
0: two, he he too owed you after that point, didn't he? He too
1: owed me after that point. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he too owed me, and it was. To be fair, game three was very close. Yep. Um, I misplayed a little bit. I shouldn't have got Greedy and gone for my Iron Hands to take out his uh, his one lonesome gimme goal. Mm. I got um, Greedy. Greedy yeah. should have not gone for the Iron Hands, should have gone for the Raikou. And then I would have won that game because he would have had to delay setting up his Golden goes and uh, delayed finding his energy. You'd
0: have been able to keep the tempo up.
1: Well, I kept tempo. It was just that he went ahead first and took the first prizes. Ah, Sad. Very sad. Um, if I'd not got greedy and tried to take two prizes to keep my... uh, To keep it two, 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 two. To keep your mapping on point. Yep, keep my mapping on point. Yeah, of course. um, It then meant that I was uh, on the back foot. I then kept kept pace with him. Came down to the last two prizes. Mm Mm-hmm. And um it if he didn't have the superior in hand, it was mine. If he had superior energy retrieval in hand, it was his. Yeah. He had superior energy retrieval, yep. so that was game. Fair enough. It's how it runs, how it goes sometimes.
0: So you actually got to play game one. I didn't <laughs> I, I basically just had the the buy but a loss, not a win. Um, and then game two, uh, we played against each other. Yes,
1: we did. We drove two hours to <laughs> play against each yeah, other. Yeah, we
0: did. Uh, Guardy versus Moridon is Guardy's w- not worst nightmare because that's intelligence for It's probably like its third worst nightmare.
1: But it's a bad one for you if I can get the iron hands. It's off.
0: ridiculously bad. However,
1: Ben, how about you share with the people what happened with my Uh
0: So, for, for for context, Beth runs like seventeen <laughs> like electric, right? Seventeen electric energy. In fact, do you know what? Here's the deck list. Um,
1: Good, sharing my spice way, aren't you? No, I'm just. <laughs> it's not really spicy. I know it's not.
0: Um, th- this is. I may, might omit a couple of things. No, here's the. I need you to send me this deck list. <laughs> um, I've sent it you. you. Oh, yeah, I fell asleep since then. Um, Beth's deck list runs 17 electric energy. Uh, the generators usually are absolute fire. They hit so consistently.
1: Every time. Um, I've only I, only. I miss like one or two a day normally. Yeah.
0: In our game, first gen, game one. With second gen, you got one. Third gen, you got one. No, you got two in the third. Two on gen. the third gen. And then you didn't get to the fourth gen because I just beat you. Mhm.
1: Because <laughs> um, I didn't get my first gen off. Yeah.
0: And then game two was with game gen one. With. Then. With. Then. Hit one. And then hit two. Then hit two. But it was too late at that point. Yeah. Um. Because I basically all I did was just use Scream Tail to just hit everything. And yeah. Both the Zapdos into the Active. Kept it sort of sat there. Um, made you either have to okay. commit to that.
1: Remember, half of my turns in that second game was draw, pass. Mm-hmm. Draw, pass. Yep. Draw, pass. I had
0: I had three Iono in hand. I was not going to use a C. When you, as a Maridon player, a draw passing, I'm not giving you anything. I know you're not. Absolutely not. So um, there was no holds bar. I did manage to take that out 2-0. You did, um, yes. Which was, uh, like, to be fair... You didn't have the best showing. You did brick a little bit. I bricked. Um, hard. I tend to be able, I was actually able to play the game, which was fun. Um, when you
1: brick as a Maraidon, there is no drawing out of it unless you get your professor's research.
0: Yeah. And then moved on to game three. Mm-hmm. You got the buy?
1: I got the buy.
0: And you got to play a kid.
1: I got to play a kid playing. (laughs) There was a
0: junior that had a buy as well.
1: I got to play a junior playing Roaring Moon.
0: Roaring Moon. To Odin. (laughs) You love to see it. Um, And then I got to play against Clarkius. Or Matt Clark. (laughs) Um, Game one, he absolutely handed my tushy to me. Uh, that's putting
1: it lightly <laughs>
0: game two i because i didn't respect the Delphox. fox no you didn't um i didn't even i forgot he ran it to be honest with you um i didn't want to add yet another deck to my brain to have to remember <laughs> um the game two we ran a bit longer and i had a much better chance to set up. was able to weaken off the rayquaza and things like that with the screen tail and eventually able to take a 2-3-1 prize line, I think mm-hmm. it was, or a 2-3-2, two, two, something like that, yeah. um, to, to close out that game. And then game three went uh, very much Matt's way. Um,
1: but at this point, you did have Paul Shell being your little cheerleader in he your was, corner. He was
0: cheering me on. I had prized double reversal game three. So my only opportunity, which, which genuinely would have helped, I don't think it would win me the game. No. I think it would have helped me. It
1: would have helped um, you probably keep pace better than you did.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance. I think I took like two, maybe three prize cards where when Matt had taken all six. Um, it might have put me down to one and helped me keep pace, which might have got into his head. It would have unlocked me certain bits in my prizes, but it's just unfortunate it happens. Yes, um, it does. And Matt outplayed me. and went on to, to win the event ultimately. He did. Um, as
1: much as he was there saying that people don't want him to win when he's playing <laughs> Ark Rayquaza.
0: He just loves Ark, doesn't he? He does. Um,
1: he, he, I mean, you've seen his tattoo. Yes,
0: absolutely. He's gorgeous as well. And then game four, I played against Sablezard plus Moon. Um, went to three games.
1: I played against... Uh, no, game four, I played against a mirror.
0: Ah, you were playing Mariah on Mirror, weren't you? On the table next to it. In fact, you were following me around and I was following you around. I was
1: going to say, we were following each other around all day. Yeah, on the
0: tables. It was kind of funny. Um, Yeah, so I I managed to... It went to game three. I didn't really Mm -hmm. set up game one, so I scooped. Then I took two back-to-back, which was kind of nice. This was the game where we had six minutes left. I had four prizes. six prizes to take. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had a baby guardy set up. He had nothing in hand. I had multiple Iona waiting to go. I just didn't use them. Mm-hmm. It was draw, attack, draw, attack, draw, attack. Until it got down to me two prizes left. And it was his turn 20 seconds. He ended up being turn zero. And I'm like, I've got game. Because I've got this guardy that you can't knock out in the active. Mm-hmm. I've got this one on the bench just in case you do knock it out. Mm-hmm. I'm taking those prizes, mate. And he's like, we'll play it out. I'm like, absolutely. Let's play yeah. it out. I want to, let's do it. So we did. Um, had some fun. Played mm-hmm. some games. Managed to take those out, which was kind of cool. Yep. And yourself?
1: Uh. Hmm. Got 2 0'd, whiffed all my generators oh,
0: again. 17 Honestly, energy. How do you whiff?
1: Because one of my hands that I researched into was energy. Energy. <laughs> energy. Actually. Energy. Energy.
0: Our game, you had research plus 5 energy in mm-hmm. one hand, which Maybe. is kind of mental, right? Yeah. Statistically, I'm not sure it's supposed to be that heavy on energy, but. No. It's what it is. It worked. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Um, and then game five, I played against Zard. I hate playing against Zard. I brick every single <laughs> time into Zard.
1: I played a sablezard Zard with Moon.
0: Yep. Was uh, it Steve? No. No, okay, different one.
1: No, it wasn't
0: Steve. I played Steve. He's a good guy, very good
1: guy. But, yeah, I... I was just sat there with my uh, inability to set everything up because, again, whiffing the generators oh, no. as always. Oh,
0: this is why I didn't. This is why I stopped playing my ride on.
1: They ran hot at Liverpool when I <laughs> needed them. We go to a cup and they're just like, "Nah, we used everything all up last week."
0: Yeah, you haven't charged us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's time to put the silenes in. <laughs> keep, keep using gens all the time.
1: Not yet. Not yet.
0: Um, so, yeah, I ended up uh, losing that game to Zard. I, I always seem to just lose to Zard. It's not that I don't know how to play the matchup, it's just that my deck just turns around and goes, Ah, the dragon's scary. <laughs> and all my rolls are like, I'm hiding. The dragon's really scary. Um, and then you, you look at um, me, who's sat there going, Come on, I'll give you a co- cookie. You can have a cookie. Like, you don't have any cookies, and I'm like, you're right, but please just come out and play the game. No, you had hot um, dogs instead. I had hot dogs instead of cookies. Um, so, yeah, that that was me. I finished 2-3. 1-4.
1: Yeah.
0: It wasn't great for us, was it? No,
1: it wasn't great. And um, after that showing, I was there like, I should have taken Kyogre Box.
0: Yeah. Are you going back to Kyogre Box? I'm going back to Kyogre Box. Before it rotates. Yes. And then you're going to be like, what do I do?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've got my idea of what I'm doing after rotation.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got many ideas. I mean,
1: I've got many ideas. I'm currently working on rotation decks Yeah. because obviously I've not got any big events between now and rotation. I've uh, only got cups and I've got my decks that I can play to my cups. Yeah, that's fair. May as well just do a little bit of focus onto rotation decks. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be looking at the Driftling Guardi toolbox. I think it's going to be quite an interesting deck to play. Um, But also I am looking forward to the Temporal Forces releases of the Future Box and Mm -hmm. the Ancient Box. I think they're going to be quite cool.
1: Yep, and I think we'll do a deep dive into those after you get back from Utrecht.
0: Yeah, we're only a couple of weeks away from Utrecht here. So this week, obviously, we've been talking about regionals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll do a summary of Dortmund,
1: which we still need to do our which few predictions for. We'll do for. our
0: predictions for shortly, um, and we'll probably talk about I don't know. We'll find something else to talk about. Yeah, we'll find.
1: A few, we've got a few bits we've got um, we can talk about. We're just. Uh, we need to get Ben ready for Utrecht first before we uh, discuss yeah. uh, rotation because his he can't be distracted by rotation just
0: no, yet. I absolutely... So um, for, for those of you that care, not that anybody does, I'm taking Gardy to Utrecht. I've decided. I've committed. Um, I It's the furthest in advance I think I've ever chosen I a deck. I think debt. it is, yeah. Um, I chose it basically when I chose it for Liverpool. I mm-hmm. said I'm playing it at Utrecht. Yes, absolutely. So we're playing it at Utrecht. We're going to play Gardy, We're going to basically... Not this week, because I have to do a load of work here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But next week onwards, we're going to be absolutely smashing out some of the test games. Yes, we will be. Um, We're going to be practicing quite a bit between ourselves and uh, other members of the community as well, just to try and get me used to matchups. Yep. Um, I'm going to beg people to hit me with Zard repeatedly, just so I know exactly how to beat it. Which is horrific, because I'm going to hate that you day. You know
1: I will happily hit you with Zard, it's as gonna, much as you need it.
0: It's going to be like a Rocky training montage of me <laughs> just getting continuously beaten by Zard until that one game where I beat it, and then I just beat it forever after that. Yep. Um, so yeah, there, there, there is that, which will be happening. Um, and then after that point, then we'll look at probably focusing the podcast a bit more on the upcoming rotation and the new set for Temporal Forces, yep. because there's a month between trick finishing... And, and rotation EUIC. happening yeah. with the EUIC. Um, I guess it's also going to be talking about us getting prepped for EUIC because yes, I think there we're both going to try and get tickets, aren't we?
1: Yes, we're both going to try and get tickets, so we'll uh, we'll try and uh, get a decent representation of us down in uh, EUIC.
0: Yep. Let's see if I can um, start five hundred one again. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, right. So predictions then. Dortmund coming up this weekend. Yes, Dortmund um, this weekend. Interesting tournament.
1: Definitely interesting. Um,
0: I'm i think we should tip for tat. i think we should play tennis okay um we should probably choose two things uh, are, we, are we going decks or cards decks
1: i think decks okay
0: so we'll choose two decks each if i choose a deck you can't then yep. choose it likewise and so mm-hmm. forth um and we'll choose the two that we think are going to be uh most represented yep and most successful Yep. what do, do we do we do two sets of two or do we, what do we do
1: Do most represented as one, and then most successful as another. One deck for each. One deck for each. Oh, no.
0: Okay. uh, Should we roll to see who gets to choose first? (laughs) Uh, High roll. What did I roll? You got four. Oh, it's dead average. I got three. Oh, okay. I go first. You Um, go first. Right. I'm going to start with the most represented deck. I'm going to say Giratina.
1: Okay. (laughs) I can understand why you're saying Giratina. Yep. And I think that... This weekend we haven't got enough time for people to turn around and make too many changes to their decks. Sure. And I think people have locked in. Yep. And I think Charizard's going to be their biggest representation. Okie
0: dokie. Day one rep, Day Charizard. Yeah. Okie dokie. I think it's going to be Tina. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, then I will give you the opportunity. Okay. Because I got to choose the first bit. Yep. You can choose what you think the most successful deck. What do you think is going to win the tournament?
1: I think it is going to be a single prize loss box of some format. Okie dokie. I think potentially it will most likely be Kyogre, since that is the one that a lot of people have been hyping up as being the best form of Lost Box at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think this weekend showed that. Sable's Art has been very popular, but I think um, Kyogre is where a lot of people are going to go just because they've seen that Sable's Art hasn't had the best showing since... Yeah. um, What was it? Stuttgart. And after Stuttgart, it kind of fell off in its performances, uh, just because a lot of decks decided to figure uh, figured it out and figured out how to beat it. Yep. So a lot of people were pushing Sablezard as the second best one to Kyogre Lost Box. And I think if you can play Lost Box and you can play Sable Zard, you can easily switch to Kyogre.
0: Okie So you think single prize Lost Box, most likely is going to win it this is kind of difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Because my heart's telling me Guardi again.
1: Your heart always tells you Gardie My brain's again.
0: telling me, don't we just love Mew over this side of the water?
1: We do love Mew over this side it's of the water. It's had
0: two regionals, Melbourne and Knox, Knoxville. That Where it was down. It hasn't seen play and received mm-hmm. appreciation. Do I think Ethan is going to be able to take it home? He oh, a
1: Dortmund. you think Ethan can take it or, He's going to take it home.
0: Do you know what? I'm going to put my faith in the man with the fantastic coats. I'm going to say, I'm going to go two, I'm going to step further. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say Mew VMAX is going to mm-hmm. take out Dortmund. Yep. I'm going to say Ethan Wilde is going to be pilot in that Mew VMAX.
1: Oh, I mean, he's top, he top eighted at Stuttgart with Mew VMAX. Yep. He didn't do as well at Liverpool. He got top 100 at Liverpool, I think. Yep. So he's he's a strong player. He can pilot Mew VMAX, and we know that. But the fact that you are that I, confident I, I
0: am putting my faith in you, Ethan. Well you won't have listened to this before <laughs> you've gone, but you might listen to it when you get back. I had put my faith in you and you betrayed... No, I'm joking. Um <laughs> I, I I reckon Mu V is gonna win it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. It's Ethan. And I'm Wild. believing Ethan Wilde's gonna take it home. With his Mew Max.
1: Oh, so you are going strong. Yeah. You're going deep and yep, yep. predicting yep. exactly go. who. I,
0: I don't want Mew Max to win, just, <laughs> just as a clarity. I don't. I hate the deck. I think it should have rotated out four years ago before it was printed. <laughs> but I have a feeling that it's just so... It's just good. It's just good. Like, it's it just consistent. It does what it needs to do. It can pretty much one-shot anything in format, providing you don't use a DTE. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just consistent it's just good
1: especially if he plays the version what he played to Stuttgart and he has the Luxray in there
0: yeah the Luxray is such a good little bit of tech it the absolutely look- ruined me at Liverpool the Luxray
1: made you cry yeah it was
0: horrific so yeah I'm I'm going to go with me Max and I'm going to double down as a little bonus and say Ethan's going to take it home
1: yeah I'm not going to double down and say he's going to pilot the lost box because there is too many decent uh, yeah. people who can play a lost box that uh could take it down, but yep. uh, we'll wait and see and we'll uh, review next week.
0: Yep. So to recap, mostly so that I can edit this easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Tina's going to be the most representative yep. with Max taking out the win. Yep. And you think?
1: I think that Zard will be the most represented and a single prize Kyoga loss box will take down the win.
0: Interesting. Okie dokie. Well, I guess we'll see exactly um, exactly who's going to win what and where and when.
1: Yes. Um
0: that's going to be interesting. Also, I've got a little bonus thing that I want to do at the end of this episode. Oh, a
1: little bonus. And I didn't
0: actually tell you about it. Isn't Ooh. that exciting?
1: I even I'm surprised about this one. Yeah.
0: So, uh, first off, uh, we are going to be introducing other content on the channel for Pokemon
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and trading card games. So, I don't... You guys probably haven't seen, but... I'm going to move my laptop. Look, there's some sleeves that are kicking around over here. When we were at Beanie Games, I decided to pick up some sleeves uh, that we don't stock here at Sanctuary Mm -hmm. um, from different suppliers just to be able to test them out. So I'm going to do a detailed video about how they play, how they shuffle, all that sort of stuff. It's going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, That's announcement number one. Announcement number two, if you've stayed this long, whether you're listening on the podcast, uh, on Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to head over to YouTube. I want you to like the the video and I want you to comment Paldean Fates in the comments because um, when when am I going to do this? When the booster bundles are released, we're going to be giving away two booster bundles.
1: Oh, first giveaway. Yep,
0: we're going to do it episode two straight away. The winner, it will be randomly selected. Uh, What's the booster bundle date? Bo- uh, Booster Bundle release date. <laughs> um, I think it's the 23rd of Feb. Yeah, it is the 23rd yeah. of Feb. So we will pull the winner mm-hmm. on the 23rd of Feb. Yes. Comment on this video, Paldean Fates, um, and you will have an opportunity to also comment on next video, yes. Paldean Fates. And At,
1: then they'll be out.
0: That's the eighth. Yeah, and then yes. that point, you'll have those two videos to be able to comment. So Paldean mm-hmm. Fates, like the video. Um, that you comment on, and you'll be entered into a chance to be able to win two booster bundles.
1: Two booster bundles. Yeah, to we're going to give away two. Yep, it's Ooh. like 50 quid, and it?
0: it's like the same as an ETB. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, t- two of you will be able to, or one of you will be able to receive 12 packs, basically a booster bundle stuff. Um, and also, I want to do a little bit of content about pal day and fate's booster bundles when we uh when we get them yes when we get them in
1: yep. definitely some content i
0: think we should absolutely do a little draft between us not draft a little bit of a, a sealed deck build sealed and deck so you can win and stuff yes. that'd be pretty cool wouldn't it yes it would um be. and an extra little bit of content for you guys at home so yeah the that is uh remember like this video um head over to youtube if you are listening on spotify
1: or apple podcasts or apple
0: podcasts like the video um, and then comment Pal Day and Fates. Uh, you can also include other stuff in the comment. Mm-hmm. You can be like, "You guys suck," or "You guys are great," or "You guys are mid," or whatever you want to do. Um, and and yeah, we're going to be doing that giveaway on the twenty third of Feb, which is pretty exciting. Yes. Um. So yeah, we've sort of covered everything.
1: That's everything.
0: Wow. I don't know how long this has been, but it feels like it's been an age. Uh, <laughs> I think it's probably been about an hour now. Hasn't I think it, it? probably yeah. has been, which about is now which now. is good because this is. Pretty natural conversation for us to both have. Yes. yes. Um, thank you very much for joining me here for the no, podcast. thank
1: you for having me, Ben.
0: Um, thank you very much, everybody who's listening or watching at home. I hope you like the improvements that we've done to the podcast. Yes. Um, that's Beth. I'm Ben. We've been Attached Pass. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week, guys.
0: Sick. <laughs>